Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to today's Saja webcast, your chance to interact with fascinating speakers from across the country and around the world. Please stay tuned for our next session. I'm Sri Srinivasan, Chief Digital Officer of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and co-founder of SAJA, the South Asian Journalists Association. Today, we're having a very special session of Blog Talk Radio to connect SAJA and its friends around the world with the story of Arthur Pius, our beloved friend, mentor, and member who passed away in January 2016. He was just 66 years old when he died. Today, we're using this session to have a virtual memorial service with his wife, Betty, and from, with various friends. If you're listening live, you can participate by dialing in and talking to us live. The phone number is 347-324-5991, 347-324-5991. Just hit one on your dial pad, and I'll know you have a question or comment that you'd like to make. This is going to be a celebration of Arthur, and we'd love to have your participation. I first want to introduce Asim Chabra, who is a friend of Arthur's for many years, who is helping me host this session. Hi, Asim. Hi, Sri. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, we have had so many conversations on Block Talk Radio, but this is a very different conversation, but a chance for us to use technology to tell the world about Arthur and to remember him. Yeah, no, I'm so glad we're doing this, really. And we're really honored by the presence and participation of Arthur's wife, Betty Pius, who is joining us as well. Hi, Betty. Hi, Sri. Thank you so much for getting this together. Uh, well, we are. This is this is so, so, such a small thing that we can do for Arthur, who's who brought so much joy and uh, an enrichment to all our lives, and we are so grateful to him and to you and to you for sharing him with us all of these years. Uh, throughout the conversation today, we will bring in quotes and stories uh, that he read, but uh, we thought it would be appropriate that we start with some opening comments from you, Betty. And uh, I know this is not easy to do, but uh, we would really appreciate your sharing your thoughts at this moment. Okay. Uh, in the words of Judith Viorst, death is so interwoven with life that we close off parts of life when we shun thoughts of death. Arthur and I met over 37 years ago through his best friend Keith in Chennai then Madras. His exuberance, his love of life, and his generosity hit me like a whirlwind. His family, the Menezes in Chennai, was unbelievably supportive of his ambitions, his passions, his dreams. They were a very stabilizing force in his life. He adored them. Even before we were married,
I know this is very tough, Betty. Please take your time. We're all giving you a big hug right now. If you'd like a moment, we can continue and then come back to you, Betty. Would you like to do that? Yeah, let's let's give uh, give it a moment, Shri. We'll, yeah, we we will. And yeah, um, should she come back? Yeah. Yeah, and um, in the meantime, let's. Um, um, Let's let's tell them a little bit about Arthur um, Asim. Please um, uh, come uh, come on in and uh, tell us your thoughts. And um, in case Betty has dropped out she, when she comes back, I will bring her on uh, on here as yeah. well. So go ahead. Sure. Arthur was a really really remarkable human being first of all, uh, and a journalist of course. Um, became a uh, a very close friend, perhaps my closest friend when I. He was the first friend I actually made when I came to this country in uh, 81. I started, I joined the Columbia Journalism School in 82 when I started working for um, India Abroad because I had gotten a part-time fellowship with India Abroad to go to the Columbia GS School. And uh, I originally started going there and I would proofread uh, the copies of the newspaper. And that's how I first met Arthur. We ended up sharing a desk together, although we would sort of move around uh, on different desks to the spaces. But I I spent some time and he was very interested in knowing about me and um, he told me a little bit about himself. And it was a real revelation because I had just come back, come from India about a year before that. And <clears throat> I had read this uh, really amazing anonymous article in, um, I think the magazine was called Sunday. It was a weekly magazine about the inner workings of the um, the National Awards Film Jury, and the uh, the uh, the author, uh, the writer was a, a member of the jury, and he had written about how uh, V. Shantaram, who was a legendary filmmaker, who was the head of the jury at that time, had pushed a railroad the entire jury members to um, uh, vote for Smita Patil um, in the Best Actress category for a particular film. I think it was called Chakra, and Smita probably deserved it, but V. Shantaram was like she's Maharashtrian, I'm Maharashtrian, therefore we have to back her. And so it was this, this this inside story that this writer had written, and I had loved that article. And when I was leaving India, I had brought with me articles that mattered to me at that point because I always wanted to become a journalist and, and, and sort of use them as, as a source, really, as inspiration. And lo and behold, I start to have a conversation with Arthur, and he told me two things. A, he was a, a member of the jury that year, and he was a gentleman who had written that anonymous piece. And I was like in absolute awe of him because I never could imagine first I would meet somebody who had written uh, a piece like that. And I, you know, never thought my, as a journalist myself that I could, you know, that was, that was I, I aimed to reach that level, but I never thought I could get there. But I was sitting across from him. But over the years, especially uh, <clears throat> the three, four years we were at India Abroad, um, and it was rather tough working conditions. Our bosses were not uh, very kind people most of the time. Uh, you know, we, we we became friends, and I got to know Arthur and Betty very well. I think at that time, Arthur and Betty both lived on the Upper West Side, um, 101st Street or 110th Street or something, 11th Street, I remember. And I lived up near Columbia on 113th Street. So we would see each other often uh, after 
work also and um, Arthur was a great cook and he loved to entertain and Betty was a great cook and so they would have me over and I remember their place was packed with books and I was like blown away by how <clears throat> how much Arthur read and how much knowledge he had about everything from mystery novels that I rarely read to politics to Hindi cinema you could you know he, he and I would play a game he would come to my place and we would um, I used to have a cassette player and you know I would randomly just put any song any song from Bollywood from no matter which decade and he would immediately not only know what film who the singer was who was a lyricist who was the composer um, he was a walking talking encyclopedia or the perhaps the most knowledgeable person I've ever met uh, in terms of Indian cinema and he probably was the most knowledgeable person and but also very giving very very warm very uh, helpful always encouraging me to write stories and I went through different phases of my own life where I quit journalism in between and then he pushed me to come back into journalism and I wouldn't be here where I am today really doing what I do as a freelancer and other things I do had it not been from all the um, not just encouragement and then Arthur used to push me actually really <laughs> it was really good he did that um, you know at a time when I was married and I had a child and and I had a full-time job and then I would you know after my son would be asleep late at night I would sit and finish articles because there were deadlines and uh, if it had not been for Arthur I probably would have not done that and I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing now I wouldn't have joined Saja for instance so uh, I mean over the years I've heard stories especially when he passed away earlier this year uh, there were so many stories that people told about how he inspired people and encouraged them my friend Mitra Kalita has a wonderful story about how uh, it was because of him that you know she she met up with you Shri and, and Saja and many, many other uh, young journalists have told me these stories. And, uh, you know, my stories are even richer. <laughs> you know, I can go on, actually. But uh, uh, he will yeah, be... Yeah, why don't we pause there? He's... I mean, I see we have so many stories to uh, to say about Arthur. And uh, I appreciate your helping us tell the, tell the kind of wonderful man that he was. Why don't we go to uh, Betty, and then we'll come back to you with some more stories. People are dialing okay. in from all over. Uh, folks, remember, if you're dialed in, hit 1 on your dial pad, and we'll come to you live so you can share your thoughts as well. But we're now going back to Betty. Uh, Betty, are you with us? Yeah, I got cut off the line. I'm sorry. Yeah. Should I continue so no problem. or should I go back yeah. to the beginning? Well, why, don't you, I, why don't you start again? I think people would, uh, would love to hear that. And if I may ask you, Betty, just speak up as loudly as you can. Uh, just to be absolutely clear so everyone can hear. And, folks, this, again, is Betty Paz, the wife of uh, Arthur, our friend, uh, and uh, she was his uh, best friend, uh, wife, and uh, and also partner in so many of the things that, uh, well, so many of the adventures of Arthur. Uh, over to you, Betty. Thanks, Fee. Uh In the words of Judith Viorst, death is so interwoven with life that we close off parts of life when we shun thoughts of life, thoughts of death. Arthur and I met over 37 years ago through his best friend Keith in Chennai, then Madras. Can you hear me? Is it clear enough? Hello? Very clear. Thank you. Okay, good. His exuberance, his love of life, and his generosity hit me like a whirlwind. His family, the Menezes in Chennai, was unbelievably supportive of his ambitions, his passions, his dreams. They were a very stabilizing force in his life. Even before we were married, 
Arthur confessed to me that although he had, several years earlier, hiked in Europe for three years, his dream was always to live in the country. His favorite writers either worked or lived, and the movie makers he admired created movies, of course, and that was the USA. He often told people, you know, I was born in a movie theater. That's how much he loved the whole movie-making process and writing about the creative arts. When it came to the Indian movie industry, he was a walking encyclopedia. He could recall trivia like the names of the producer, director, actors, and singers of a particular movie created even before his birth. Whether in India or in the USA, he was able to meet and interview Indian movie and discuss their movie families four generations earlier. They would often remark, you know more about my family than I do. He was also very knowledgeable of the Hollywood movie industry. He was doing interviews both in person as well as on the phone. Arthur loved life. He had many passions, books, movies, cuisine, travel. Often, to take a break, he would sit in a familiar coffee shop, order a tall cup of green tea, and read his daily newspaper or book for several hours. Observing this unconventional client, the management of the restaurant adopted him as their own. When a server sometimes would wonder why he would not also order a snack, another server who knew him well would say, no, he reads more than he eats. No matter his circumstances, he was always focused on his passions, his work. In the last several months, although his health was failing and his capacity to write was reduced considerably, he was always bursting with story ideas. He wrote his last story only a few weeks before his last breath. I would like to end with a poem from the Chilean Nobel laureate, Pablo Neruda. It epitomizes Arthur. You start dying slowly. You start dying slowly if you do not travel, if you do not read, if you do not listen to the sounds of life, if you do not appreciate yourself. You start dying slowly when you kill your self-esteem, when you do not let others help you. You start dying slowly if you become a slave of your habits walking every day on the same paths. If you do not change your routine, if you wear different colors, or you do not speak to those you don't know, you start dying slowly if you avoid to feel passion and their turbulent emotions, those with, which make your eyes glisten and your heart beat fast. You start dying slowly if you do not change your life when you are not satisfied with your job or with your love. If you do not risk what is safe for the uncertain, if you do not go after a dream, 
if you do not allow yourself at least once in your lifetime to run away from sensible advice. Thanks, Sri, for this opportunity. That was wonderful, Betty. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and uh, and uh, inspiring us. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, if you could, about about uh, the last few weeks. You kind of hinted at it here. What what was he? What was it like in terms of um, his his situation? Can you talk a little bit? Several people have asked. So, well. Uh he was ill for a long time, in and out of the hospital for several months, almost a year. And uh, the last five months, he was continuously in, you know, in a hospital. Uh, he really died of medic, um, you know, health complications. Um, he got two bouts of pneumonia in eight days, so he really oh, suffered oh. a lot. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear that again, but uh, I know you were there by his side. Uh, let's get some other voices in, Betty, and any time you'd like to speak, please jump in and uh, also respond to any of the people who do call. Uh, let's see, folks, if you're calling in, please hit 1 on your dial pad, and uh, that means it'll be a signal that you'd like to participate as well. We have somebody calling in um, from the... 571 number calling with the Google Voice. Let me see who is this. Please say hello. Hello, uh, 571. I'm Aziz Hanifa from Herndon, Virginia. Hi, Aziz. Oh, my Hi, Betty. Uh, so Hi. At least get to speak now, if not otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, this is Aziz Hanifa, the legendary journalist. A uh, uh, Sri Lankan American journalist who has adopted India abroad and uh, Rediff as his home, his uh, editorial home for so many years, and a good friend of uh, Arthur's. Uh, Aziz, please speak. Yeah, uh, Arthur and myself, uh, Sri and Betty, as you know, we go back over 30 years. Uh, in fact, uh, that was when Gopal Raju, in addition to India Abroad, decided to also start a newspaper called Asian Monitor, where he was bringing in, uh, brought me in, a Sri Lankan, and then there was, uh, we had a Pakistani called Sadat Rizvi, uh, and there was also <coughs> a Bangladeshi, and then, of course, Talif Dean, our mutual friend, was also very much involved because he knew Gopal Raju very well. And it was during that time... Uh, when I was a rookie reporter, when I would come up to New York every few uh, every few weeks, and Arul was uh, editor of India Abroad and also taking on as editor of Asian Monitor, that I got to uh, know uh, uh, Arthur very well, and uh, almost immediately we hit it off uh, because he had this uh, very mischievous sense of humor, and uh, Talif, uh, and he would regale me with stories. Uh, uh, 99% of which uh, I cannot uh, uh, <coughs> probably even uh, relate uh, uh, late night, uh, but it was absolutely hilarious, and uh, we we formed such a strong, strong bond and friendship, and uh, this went on for a few years, and then of course uh, he. Uh, there was Asian Monitor folded, but I, we all continued with India abroad. Uh, but, of course, my trips to New York uh, became fewer and far between because I was then really focused in on writing from Washington. But our friendship grew. We were both such night owls. 
we would file our stories and at one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning uh, i'm sure Be uh, betty never got any sleep but we would call each other and just go talking for hours and hours and uh, uh, i st my biggest regret is uh, that in the last few months when arthur was really sick that we didn't get a chance to really uh, chat uh, but but we had some great times, great stories, and even when he was with News India for a while, and then he went out on his own, uh, started uh, Think India, etc. We would keep in touch, but not as much as we would have liked to. But uh, we would always uh, exchange contacts, exchange sources. Uh, if I ran across anyone interesting that was really his passion in terms of arts, culture, etc., I would pass it on. And and we had some great times, some great conversations, and uh, and uh, as always, uh, you always think uh, uh, we wish we had spoken more, sp particularly during those last few months when he was very ill, and uh, he was in and out. But it was amazing how even during those last few months when he was very ill, uh, how he would be on assignment with Parish, and Parish would constantly tell me about how. He would even give himself his own dialysis and then get on and go for an interview or an assignment, etc. And even from those places, he would keep calling me and chatting about things, talking about people he should meet in those particular areas. So uh, Arthur was just uh, amazing, amazing. And, and uh, you always think that we wish uh, we could have had more times, more conversations. And uh, just let me tell you, Betty is just an angel uh, for for being Arthur's friend, uh, Arthur's wife, and Arthur's biggest, biggest supporter and encouraging in all what he did. And uh, once again, Betty, deepest, deepest sympathies and condolences, and may God Almighty give you the courage, fortitude, and strength to carry on. Thanks, Sri, and thank you very much for getting this together. Thank you, Aziz. Uh, Betty, would you like to respond? Uh, go ahead. Uh, let's let's continue, folks. We have um, another person who's been holding for a while in the 413 area code. You're on on the air. Tell us who you are, please. Uh, this is Suleiman Dean. Hi, Suleiman. Please introduce yourself and tell us about how you know Arthur. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, hello, uh, hello, Betty. Uh, and uh, it was wonderful to hear Aziz Hanifa's voice. I haven't uh, heard uh, from Aziz, uh, Aziz in some time. Uh, Great to I hear your voice too, Suleiman. I'm, I'm well, thank you. Uh, and it, it's, it's bittersweet that you know this. Um, this, this unfortunate passing of Arthur should happen and bring us together like this. But I, I worked with Arthur um, very early on in my career. Uh, Arthur brought me over from Canada uh, to join his uh, startup at the time that uh, he had become part of called ThinkIndia.com. And uh, it was a wonderful, a wonderful uh, experience that, I consider one of the, the best times of my life because he brought me out of Toronto and uh, moved out to uh, San Jose, California, wonderful San Jose, California, uh, just at that time of year when it was, you know, orange trees hanging outside my window. And, and it was just just this, uh, just the transportation from one place to another. And I, I remember the first time when he had reached out to me, I actually was not even in Canada at the time. I was... Uh, 
in this pilgrimage. I was in I was in the holy city of Mecca, and uh, my brother had called me and said, "Hey, you know, there's this guy Arthur. He keeps calling, and he's he's talking about some kind of job." So and it was always a, an ambitious of, an ambition of mine to go out to to the U.S. Uh, my only chagrin at that point was that oh, it's you know it's it's California. I wanted to I desperately wanted to live in New York. And, you know, uh, you know, what's California? I just had this, you know, idea of California as this kind of la-la land and, you know, serious journalism was done in New York. But, you know, once I spoke to Arthur, I said, okay, you know, let me give this a shot. The Silicon Valley startups, everyone had been talking about startups for years and making millions. And I had no idea that, you know, what was waiting for me. And, um, you know, when I got there, I can tell you that, you know, it was it was more than just a job. It was it was a, it, you know, in, in every sense of the word, not to use a cliche, but it was a true life experience because working with Arthur, you know, he exposed me to so many different ideas, so many different ways of thinking. And, and you know, sad to say, when I got there in Toronto, I was from, from Toronto to California. I grew up in a very basic kind of environment, if you, you know, not to use it in a pejorative way, but there were so many, so many conceptions or misconceptions that I had. And, you know, Arthur sort of just kept thrusting me into one experience after another, sort of challenging my ideas and, and, and forcing me really to just expand beyond what I had known up to that point to learn more and do more. And I think that, you know, when I look back at now and, and I think about my career as a journalist, I think that was probably one of the best preparations I could have had ever, <clears throat> not only to be a better journalist, of course, but to be a better human being, uh, because Arthur you know, was, was very much, you know, his, his life was dedicated to enjoying life and experiencing life and, and hearing ideas and, and, you know, and also taking a stand. And I think that, you know, especially when you look at, you know, life and, and how, uh, you know, even today what's going on in, in, in America, you know, it's, it's so important to have, you know, an opinion and to, but also to, to respect other people's opinions and to, and to be willing to hear other people out. And so, there, there, you know, I could, I could go on with all the good things that Arthur gave me, you know, and, and helped me bring into, into my life. But I think one of the most important things that he brought into my life was the opportunity to come to America and to, and to start a life here and, and, and go way beyond whatever I had expected. Uh, you know, I had originally come out to thinking that I was just going to be a year here in the U.S. And, you know, and here I am almost 15 years later. And, uh, you know, that's, again, it's all because of the, the, the wonderful opportunity that Arthur afforded me when, you know, I was just, you know, it's not, 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 not very much far out of uh, university and, and just looking to make a mark. So, you know, I, I, I have to tell you, Betty, that, you know, I, uh, the 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 love that that you had with Arthur is something that is was indelible indelible to me. It was something that that I wanted in my life, and you know I strive to make sure that I had it. So you know there's 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 nothing I can really say that can amount to all the good things that you guys that, that you guys provided for me in my life and. You know, it's it's my it's my own. I feel in some ways it's my own fault that in the uh, towards the end I had lost touch with Arthur. But you know, this uh, his passing has kind of made me think very very much about you know what what we have in our lives and how we need to be grateful for it. So you know, I, I don't want to. I could keep. I could continue with the 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 uh, 
the, my thoughts, but I just wanted to, you know, extend that to you, Betty, that if there's any, any time, you know, that you need help or if there's anything that I can ever do for you, you know, now that I'm back in the New York area, uh, I'm just a phone call away. And I, I, you know, whenever you need it, just please uh, just give me a call and I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help you. Oh, that's very sweet of you to say, uh, Suleiman. Uh, this is, uh, you know, you had uh, made that offer earlier. And I think Arthur was really uh, very blessed also to have you work in his team at Think India. He would always uh, speak about you. Uh, he speak about you a lot. And um, I think it was a two-way process. He enjoyed your company and your feedback as much as you enjoyed his. Thank you, Betty, and thank you, Suleiman. Uh, we have more people calling in from all over. Let's try to get them in. Uh, let me see if I can make this work. This is uh, anyone calling in, please hit one on your dial pad so that we can uh, come to you so we know you would like to speak as opposed to just listen. You can also just email me, sree at sree.net, S-R-E-E at S-R-E-E dot net, and we can read your comments out loud if you like. Let's go to 845 area code. You're on the air on our conversation about Arthur Price. Hi there, Sri. This is Amitava Kumar. How are you doing? Wonderful to hear you. Apologies for the dog in the background, but uh, uh, I think Arthur would have found this moment uh, quite, quite would have felt at home. My wife, Rupa, is cooking. My kids are reading and hanging out, and our puppy is running around. Uh, Amitabha yes. Roche is a wonderful writer and professor and uh, major uh, influence on so many writers and students. Um, uh, thank you so much, Amitabha, for making the time to join us. Uh, Betty is with us as well, and uh, I'm going to hand over the floor to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sri, this is Amitabha Kumar, and I appreciated Arthur very much. I think what you said about uh, the sound of the dog barking is interesting because Arthur was always alive to the world. Uh, to all its many ranges, to its sounds and smells. I did several interviews with him. He would read my book, and when he would call and we would talk, often I felt I was not the interviewee so much as much as the interviewer because I wanted to hear what he had to say from anything from Hindi films and his remarkable knowledge of all the lyrics and all the composers and down to interesting, chaotic details about politicians and about people. So it was a wonderful uh, experience to talk to him. I saw him last at the Saja Gela, and uh, even though he was confined in the wheelchair, I realized that it was uh, his, his, his energy was so remarkable that despite being sick, he was more prolific than most people we know. In fact, I think the newspaper, India Abroad, which of course I get every week, I think it has become considerably thinner because of his absence. And it is a physical, material reminder of the fact that Arthur is gone. And I mourn his loss. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to remember him here. Goodbye. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Amitabha, and 
We would love to see you at the memorial service that uh, we're holding, a more traditional in-person memorial service uh, um, uh, next week. Anyone who would like to know about that can contact me directly, 3 at 3.net, and we'll give you details. There was beautiful remembrance from Amitabha. I just wanted to know, uh, share that so many writers uh, loved uh, working with and talking to uh, to Arthur over over the years, and um, it was it was. I'm trying to look at some of the names of the authors here who have sent in tributes. Uh, here is Sandeep Roy, who says he was very sad to hear about his passing. Sandeep says that I met him many times and he was always so fun. He also did some of the first stories on LG, LGBT South Asians when no one else touched that issue. He helped define a Indian American journalism for many of us. He mentored many. And he gave coverage with compassion to issues many in the Indian community shied away from, like LGBT issues. Years ago, Tricone honored him with an award for that which he received with, great, with such humility and warmth. I'm glad we got to thank him. That's a beautiful thought from Sandeep Roy. Um, this was among the comments that had been uh, collected uh, at his passing. Uh, let's go and see who else has joined us. I see we have a caller from the 510 area code. Uh, Hi. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Hi, it's Lisa Searing calling from the San Francisco Bay Area. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa, when Lisa is uh, a, an entertainment writer uh, who was, um, along with Arthur, Gitesh Pandya, and others, my go-to experts on all things Hollywood and Bollywood, and of course, Asim Chabra himself, who's also with us. Lisa, please share your thoughts. Betty is joining us as well. Well, the thing that really struck me about Arthur was how joyfully immersed he was in what he was doing. You know, those of us who were in that particular niche of journalism, um, you have to have a lot of passion and kind of madness to, to really throw yourself into that. And he did 100%. I really liked that about him. And another thing uh, I liked about Arthur was he was a thinker and he was he would consider things before writing and saying them, which, you know, is kind of a lost art these days. And um, yeah, he meant a lot to all of us in the community, especially those of us in this tiny niche. Uh, thank you, Lisa. So that was Lisa Staring calling in from the Bay Area. Betty, uh, could you share how what were some of Arthur's favorite Hindi movies and American movies? Oh, that would be very difficult. Names <laughs> don't come to mind, but uh, it, it was such a large... Uh, you know, selection of movies that he enjoyed. Yeah, what about uh, uh, maybe a movie you saw with him that you remember? A movie I saw with him that I remember. Maybe uh, Jai Ho, the... See, I can't get the names to. Oh, the Slumdog movie. The Jai Ho Slumdog movie called? Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. That's one movie. And he loved that tune, that song at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, I seen you knew him so well. You he edited your work, you worked with him. What and so many of us say he knew Bollywood culture and Hindi songs. Give us some of your impressions about that part of his life. I I I, I have to share a story that Arthur once uh, told me and I 
I've been wanting to. I actually wrote a, a, a small tribute to Arthur when he passed away. And I, I, I posted there. But you know, Arthur used to interview all these very, very well-known filmmakers and actors and and personalities. And I was just a, a young, naive, uh, you know, journalist, a, a wannabe journalist. I had just joined journalism school, and so I, I really strived to. I mean, the things I do now, uh, Arthur was doing you know, 30 years ago. And there's a story Arthur told me about when he went to interview Raj Kapoor. Raj Kapoor, as uh, all of you know, was a legendary uh, filmmaker, director, producer, and actor. And one of his early films, which was a huge success all over the Middle East and the rest of the world, uh, was called Awara, uh, The Vagabond. And the story is about Jawaharlal Nehru and Stalin. And, and it's a true story. So what happened was Jawaharlal Nehru in the 50s went to uh, uh, Soviet Union on a on a uh, on a visit where uh, official visit where he met Stalin, and when Jawaharlal Nehru came back, he hosted a party at the Prime Minister's residence, and Raj Kapoor's father, Prithvi Raj Kapoor, who was also very very well known uh, filmmaker, actor, theatre personality, was actually a member of the Rajya Sabha at that at that point, uh, appointed by the Indian government for his contribution to the arts, and. Jawaharlal Nehru walked up to Prithvi Raj Kapoor and he said, you know, I was in Moscow just last week or last month and I was talking to Stalin and Stalin told me that your son has made a film which everybody in Russia is going gaga about. What is this film called Avara? I mean, there's something so beautiful and charming about this story that Jawaharlal Nehru had to learn about Avara from uh, Joseph Stalin, really. But Arthur had such rich stories about the characters he interviewed and met. And uh, over the years, you know, we would we would share notes. We would meet for breakfast or lunches. And uh, he would go to the Toronto Film Festival. I would go to the Telluride Film Festival. And we would compare notes what films we had seen. And, um, you know, I, I, there are people you meet in your life. And I have, I have a tree, you know, I have so many close friends uh, in New York. And, you know, it's an extended, it's my... You know, we all make our own families here. We leave our families behind and we make our families here and our closest friends become our, our family members, really. Um, but there was nobody who gave me more joy and, uh, you know, than meeting Arthur. More so also because of the fact that he was so knowledgeable. He was just, it was just so fascinating how he would, you know, tell you these these um, these stories. So, um Amazing, amazing. You know, they don't make Arthur like that. <laughs> People like him, really. Amazing uh, person. Unique um, and lovable person, really. Thank, thank you, Asim. Um, we'll come back to you in a few minutes. Uh, when Arthur passed away, Mira Nair, the uh, director, said that Arthur Pius was wonderful, warm, and memorable. And I think that's a great way to capture uh, capture uh, uh, Arthur's spirit. Uh, and Asim, I don't think he was ever starstruck, even though he interviewed well, all these celebrities. Can I actually tell a Miranaya story? Because um, in 1983, I had just graduated from Columbia Journalism School, and I had gone to the Museum of Art, which uh, Museum of Modern Art, MoMA, which I do even now to see films. And I saw uh, this wonderful documentary that Miranaya made called So Far From India, about an Indian immigrant who actually, this guy ran the newspaper stand at the Columbia University 116th Street subway station. And the film was shown in MoMA and it was shown at some other festivals. And Arthur was going to interview Mira. Mira used to live on 118th Street um, in Amsterdam um, in Butler Hall. And I said to Arthur, Arthur, can I come with you? Can I come with you? I'll pretend I'm a cameraman. So I, I, I held the camera because I had never met a filmmaker 
uh, immediately after, um, the, you know, I'd seen the film. And, you know, I basically sat very quietly and heard Arthur ask questions from Meera. But that was the first time I actually had that experience. Um, you know, I learned so much from that. And Meera, of course, recently when I posted this on Facebook, she said, I didn't know I was a Bakra. But it's true that, I mean, over the years, I've interviewed Meera and I more than anybody else. But I learned it from that one experience where Arthur uh, let me tag along with him. And he was, yeah. That's, that's right. amazing. And you, of course, interviewed so many other famous journal, I mean, famous filmmakers and, and all of that. So it's great to know that Arthur played a role at the beginning of your career. And you have a book on Shashi Kapoor coming out uh, later this year. So it all kind of ties together. Uh, let's, let's go to another caller. Uh, we're waiting very patiently. Uh, remember, hit one on your dial pad if you'd like to come in and speak on this session that will be recorded and available uh, for posterity. Here is 646872. You're on the air uh, with us. 646872. Hello? Hi, this is Som. How are you? Oh, Som, thank you very much for calling. Som Chivakula, another dear friend of ours. Please, yeah. uh, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I knew Arthur about 15, 16 years ago, back in the year 2000, when he hired me uh, and, and Suleiman. Um, you know, uh, we were both young at that time, and uh, I I moved from Salt Lake City to San Jose, California, to work for a startup. And, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity for me to kind of learn the ins and outs of journalism. But uh, more than that, you know, I think um, uh, under the watchful eyes of Arthur, you know, he improved my writing, my editing, uh, you know, more than that, uh, you know, I think it was, it, he had such a great sense of humor, craft sense of humor, but, uh, you know, we worked a lot of long hours and, uh, and Arthur would have such great stories to tell, you know, so you never felt like it was work. It was, uh, it was more an adventure that you're kind of going through and, uh, that's what it felt like. It never felt like work. And uh, I think Suleiman can also attest to that, you know, many, many of the things that we worked on, uh, were towards, um, uh, building a name for the the startup, but also kind of building our own brands and kind of learning how to do things the proper way, and 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 it was a great opportunity to kind of learn from Arthur. Uh, when we moved out to New York, you know, I I, I obviously continued working with uh, uh, with Arthur at India Abroad until the end of uh, 2002 to that early 2003, and uh, uh, you know I kept in touch with him for a few years after that, and. Uh, you know, Betty knows that, you know, we've lost contact uh, over the last few years. But, uh, you know, Arthur was, was a great mentor. He was an amazing personality. I think I think that's the best way to kind of describe him is, is, is a great, vibrant personality. He was also moody, but, you know, I, I think it, that came with the territory with the number of hours that he'd, you, he'd work and the all hours of the night that he'd work, staying up to get the story. And uh, he'd have his own schedule. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we had a great connection over movies, over uh, pop culture, um, you know, and, and, and also kind of, you know, getting, uh, thinking about the big picture and kind of, you know, coming across uh, authentic and kind of uh, writing stories on deadline, uh, editing, everything, you name it. I, I learned it from Arthur and he was a great person, so... Uh, thank you, Son. That's a very nice uh, set of memories you've shared. Betty, would you like to respond to any of the things you've heard so far? Yes. I got cut off for the third time, but I did listen to much of what Soman Suleiman said. He loved being with young people, and I think what he enjoyed most was being at the startup in California and working with Suleiman, Soman, and Nishant. Uh, 
for one thing is that uh, he always had an open mind and it was easier for him to uh, share his ideas and his whatever knowledge he had with younger people than with older people. He would always talk about people being young at heart and mind, uh, even if, you know, in, in chronological age they were much older. He, he always loved young people. That's uh, yeah. that's wonderful. Uh, thank you, Betty. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to um, read a comment from Deepa Aya, a social activist. She says, I have such fond memories of Arthur. He used to call us at SALT. This was the nonprofit South Asian Americans leading tomorrow, uh, leading together. Well, often for, for the other side of the story, as he would often say, he traveled to many of our events to cover them. I remember having a conversation with him outside the Gurdwara in Oak Creek a week after the massacre there. He was always on the ground, quite literally. He didn't want to just report via phone or remotely. He cared deeply about our communities. That's a, 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 a wonderful tribute from, um, from Deepa Iyer. I see Vijay Iyer's comment here, the jazz musician, MacArthur Genius winner, a Harvard professor, sad news, rest in peace. And Suparn Verma, director, says, The first time I read Stephen King, I was 13. It was a world without the Internet. It took me a year, and one day an article appeared in the Sunday Observer. I saw the byline. It was Arthur Pius. I visualized an exotic white man writing for an Indian paper. Many years later, I was working at Rediff, and I met the man in person, this lovely, kind-hearted, and helpful soul. It was my fanboy moment. I still have the paper cutting. We interacted over the years on work, and despite being sick last year, he helped me during my trip to L.A. Today, he's no more. Dear Arthur, I will always be your fanboy. Love, Suparn. And maybe Asim can tell us about Suparn and the work, maybe if he knows. Yeah, Suparn's a good friend. Uh, Suparn actually um, worked as an editor um, at, at Rediff. Uh, that's when I got to know him. Um, and um, and so we all sort of interacted a lot. I mean, I've I've always been a freelancer, but uh, Supan worked full time there, um, and has made. Uh, gosh, Supan's going to kill me now. He made about the three directed three films, um, and then he was a part of this team that directed this uh, uh, this film called X, which premiered at the film festival in New York. So, uh, Supan's a very smart, brilliant guy. Loves cinema and. Uh, yeah, we all remember the first time we met Arthur and how you know <laughs> we read his articles. So uh, I'm not surprised about uh, Super's comments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I was going to ask Betty. You said that his family's name was Menezes. So where did the pious name come from, Betty? Uh, well, it's a long story. I didn't want to <laughs> explain too much. But uh, his he is a pious. Uh, he he's. Uh, he studied in Chennai from the time he did his PUC, pre-university. And uh, this is his first cousin that he lived with. She was married to Menezes. Uh, oh. Even though it was his cousin, she was much older to him. It was more like a second mother to him. Got it, got and it. And okay. they kind of adopted him as their own. He, she used to call him her, her seventh child. He had six children of her own. She used to call him her seventh child and the most difficult of the lot. <laughs> All right, and uh, I imagine yeah, they uh, were very encouraging in his career in whatever he was, you know, passionate about. And he says, if it was not for them, he would never be what he became today. I understand, and we all have people in our lives like that. And maybe one of Arthur's legacies will be 
that every one of us should call our family, friends, mentors today after the session and reach out. I know Aziz and so many of us, Suleiman said, we wish we had been, touch with, been in touch with Arthur um, and we weren't. So let's correct that today because of Arthur and call in. Uh, folks, you're listening to this conversation. We have uh, about 15 minutes left. Uh, Please uh, do continue to listen. Tell your friends to listen in as well. I'm going to just go to someone who has called in. Um, let me just see here. Yeah, remember to hit one on your dial pad so that we know you have a comment you'd like to make. Otherwise, we know you're just listening to this call. We would love your participation. Uh, here's Chidanand Rajkata, the Times of India's editor in Washington, D.C., legend of our times in our community, thoughts with his family at time for strength and a celebration of his memories. Uh, that was from Chidanand Rajkata, Chidu. And I'm going to just say that as my wife is making lunch here, that uh, so many of us knew Arthur's love of food. So let's hear from uh, Asim and then from Betty about the food connection with Arthur. And uh, hey. Asim, over to you. Yeah, you know, Arthur actually wrote a book on, on, on food, and he was nominated for the James Beard Award. Um, very, uh, please tell us about the book. I remember Arthur telling me that he sat at the, you know, the finalist dinner with Badur Jafri and other very, very well-known cooks and chefs. Um, Betty, what was the book Arthur wrote? Well, several years ago, uh, he was between jobs. He didn't really have much work, so he said, I have to do something, you know, to be in prominence. And he had uh, uh, interviewed, I think, at that time, Dave Devitt, who was the editor of, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the magazine, but it was a, a very prominent magazine in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So he contacted him and he said, let's write a book on, you know, curries. So he said, no, no, Arthur, it, it's not going to work out. I'm not interested. But Arthur kept, you know, being the persistent person he is, he kept pushing for it. He said, no, we can do it. And he gave him various ideas of how to tackle the, the book, how to write it. Um, and they got together. Uh, he finally said yes, of course, to Arthur. So Arthur visited him. In three weeks, the book was written. Um, and yes, it was a finalist for the James Beard Award. That was the first book uh, Arthur had written. James, uh, Dave David had written several books earlier. Uh, he did receive several small awards, but this was the first one with Arthur that he was nominated for, for the James Beard Awards. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was called sorry, World what was it called? Of, Please go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry? It was called A World of Curries? A World of Curries. Yeah. Curries yeah. around the world. <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's see, we have a caller from 646 21812 area code 646812. You're uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Sri. Hi, Sri. This is John Lakshmi. Thank you, John. This is John Lakshmi, who is longtime Saja board member and uh, and friend of, uh, uh, of of Arthur's. Please go ahead, John. Thank you, Sri and Betty. Our condolences from uh, all all of us uh, sort of groupies of Arthur. We remember him in so many ways, but uh, the, the words that come to me are a very low-key man with a very high impact. Uh, he was uh, always at our gatherings, 
um, quite on time. He'll be there before the show begins in any any kind of, uh, whether it's an uh, book reading or whatever. And he would observe people. He was very low-key, was always observing people. And even when he wrote emails to Ansaja, he would write it on background, not really uh, taking his uh, mouthpiece. He would write little notes of advice. When he sent contributions to Saja, he made donations. He would make them anonymously. He would just send a back channel note. Very low-key, but very high impact. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with him. For a brief period, I started to write, and I had no background in writing. But I had the arrogance to say no one should edit what I write. And he was, I think, at AOL.com and Relief at that time, about 15 years ago. And he just gave me the freedom. He said, no, don't, don't worry. You write. I'll get it published. But he was always careful. I once wrote a piece. I told him I was going to write a piece about both the Chinese premier and the Indian prime minister, who were both here in New York at the same time. And he just said, well, make sure you know how Chinese names are referred to. He was referring to the fact that Chinese last names are not used in the same way that others do. He was always very careful about editing and the quality, but always encouraging of people, even without experience like me, to do. So I really thank him for what he did and all the things that he did for Saja. We'll remember him very dearly. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, that was very, very special. Thank you. I just want to now read a comment that's coming live from an airplane. Our friend Mitra Kalita, who introduced, was introduced to me and to Saja by Arthur because he used to always look for bylines of uh, South Asian journalists. Uh, Mitra went on to become um, president of Saja one day and is now um, uh, the, dep uh, the managing editor of the LA Times and uh, so she was a young girl when uh, Arthur met her but uh, now has gone on to a very rich and varied career working in the Washington Post and elsewhere and she can't join us because she's on the air but she's able to follow online and she sent us a comment to read to Betty um, so I'm just going to do that here uh, she says, let me see, it's all done on Facebook Messenger, Betty. Uh, she says, I will always be indebted to Arthur for finding me. It was my last year of college at Rutgers University, and he called to interview me as an Indian-American journalist. He told me about a group called Saja and suggested I join. Back then, if you asked me to name any Indians in journalism, I would never have been able to do so. As I type this, I'm on a plane heading back from the annual Gridiron Dinner in Washington where journalists roast politicians and then we all break bread together. The glam and glitz and stargazing of it all, I could only compare to the India Broad Dinner, which was my guaranteed annual catch-up with Arthur. Last night, the main Republican speaker was Nikki Haley, and she spoke many times of being Indian and what this country has meant to her. It was a moment Arthur would have surely written about. Better than that, he would have reflected on its meaning, for Arthur had been around long enough to know of a time to not take this for granted. Every interview he did with people was respectful and thorough and far-ranging. It was as if he saw the possibilities in us before we saw it in ourselves. Thank you, Arthur. I miss you, but you live on. 
Wait, I'm having trouble reading this. I miss you, but you live on in my career, my friendships, and my desire to help those people on the other side of the call now. It's beautiful from Mitra Kalita, at Mitra Kalita on Twitter. She's managing editor of the LA Times. Just imagine saying that, Betty, when he called this young girl, young lady, who's now managing editor of the LA Times. Unbelievable, huh? Uh, Betty has uh, Betty's call. Uh, hold on, I'm just pulling her back. Uh, Betty, back to you. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure Arthur would be very proud of uh, Mitra Kalita, and thank you for sharing that with us, Mitra. Well, we're just down to the last few minutes of this. Um, we could keep going because there's so much to say about Arthur, but I want to make sure that um, those of you who are on the call, um, Asim will give you a chance to say a few words, and then I'll go back to Betty for um, a final comment. You know, uh, I was just remembering when Lisa starting, I don't know if Lisa's still listening in, by the way. She'll probably remember this. But Arthur was such a great connector, um, how did I get to know Lisa Setting? Arthur asked me to interview Lisa Setting for Think India because he said, go find out who this American woman, um, and her, Lisa's last name is Setting because her husband is Tibetan, uh, but who's this American woman who writes about Bollywood and how does she know about uh, so much about Indian cinema? And, uh, you know, I had a wonderful, I think, a phone interview with Lisa where I remember she told me she walked into a movie theater somewhere in uh, Southern California and LA. And, and I remember Lisa's quote, she says, some Americans find Sai Baba and I found Amitabh because she walked into an Amitabh Bachchan movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just changed her life. But uh, Lisa became a dear friend. And, you know, we, we met, we've collaborated, we talked, discussed ideas. And I would have not known who she was had it not been for Arthur telling me. And he was, he was a great one for pushing people. And I'm a kind of a journalist who... Uh, you know, when editors push you, you you perform the best, really, and not, that that just there are all these memories that one has, really, uh, and I'll never forget Arthur, really, for all of this that he did for me and for everybody else. Um, I'm trying to thank you, thank you, Asim. I I know our friend uh, Nikhil Lakshman is trying to call in from India. Um, I'm having trouble finding him on our switchboard here. So, Nikhil, please bear with me. Um, if the call, if, if at noon we get cut off from the live stream, the recording will have the, the conversation with Nikhil. Um, Nikhil, just um, trying again to find you. Let me see if um, I can... I can, uh, I can, I can, I can. Let's see, we're having technical issues. I'm so sorry. I know that Nikhil would like to participate. Um, it's just not showing up. In the meantime, my wife, Rupa, who has been cooking and listening and is a big fan of Arthur and Betty's, would like to say a few words. I'm just going to hand over the phone to her as we try to have Nikhil, uh, to bring Nikhil in as well. At noon, the call will get cut off from the live stream, but the recording will have everything that we do after this. So over to Rupa, who's at Rupa Online on Twitter. Hi, Betty. Um, our thoughts and our wishes are with you. Um, I just want, as I was listening, you know, sort of tears in my eyes in many cases. Um, it's, it, I remember Arthur with, with true um, love and respect, and I uh, remember the time when he actually interviewed me at that point when um, I'd just come into the U.S. I was still, you know, 
partly the sports person that I was known to be in the past in India. And uh, he, he sort of interviewed me, and for the first time I felt like this was not journalism being done to me, as I would joke with Sri. Here was a person who leaned forward, his elbow on the table as he listened, and as he sort of really wanted to understand who I was as a human, and uh, rather than just the statistics of my sports achievements. And, uh, and his article was... Uh, touching, loving kind of peace, and uh, you know, they, and therein lies, I think, um, out there in spirit. This was a man who really got to the human, no matter what, and um, our love is with you always, Betty. Yeah, thanks, Rupa. He had a special name for you, Rupa Kuti. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hello? Yes, Rupa Kuti is a little Rupa, and uh, uh, we admired him so much, Betty, and uh, are so grateful that uh, you shared him with us and with Saja, as I said. Um, our friend Nikhil is still trying to dial in, uh, but um, we're, we're having the technical troubles, and I apologize profusely to Nikhil for that. Uh, but um, we let's see if um, I'm going to hand it over back to uh, back to um, Betty to share some final thoughts for now. We have the memorial service, which is uh, being uh, held in um, uh, in Manhattan uh, on January 13th. If anyone would like to know more about it, please email me, three at three.net. And uh, Betty will just uh, uh, give you a chance to share a few more thoughts. Uh, well, this was a wonderful uh, opportunity, Sri. Uh, you know, many people sharing their thoughts of Arthur, their experiences with Arthur. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for Saja hosting this event. Thanks. I may have lost Betty here again. So I think we're going to wrap up the call um, here now. Um, just want to uh, thank uh, Betty Pies for uh, letting us host this conversation about Arthur and look forward to um, sharing um, stories at the memorial service, which will be held next week in Manhattan on, on March um, on March 13th, Sunday, March 13th. If you have any questions about that, please email me, three at three.net, and um, look forward to uh, that, that event. Uh, may Arthur rest in peace, and many thanks to all of you for participating and being part of this journey with Arthur and this particular conversation celebrating the life of Arthur Pius. Uh, thanks very much, everybody, and we'll say goodbye now. You've been listening to a Saja webcast. You can catch all our activities at saja.org and sajaforum.org. Our email is saja at columbia.edu. We'll leave you with the musical stylings of Cooper Madison of coopermadison.com. <laughs>